Equitas. This is Michael Rhodes. Welcome to our equipping podcast. Uh, I am joined today by two special guests. Special in a lot of different ways. Wow. A lot of different ways. Um, so I'm joined today by two of our elders, Garrett Hufford and Matt Tady. Say what's up, guys. What's what up? up? <laughs> That's Usually like... <laughs> I'm saying what's up, Mustang Nation, over the announcements at school, but this isn't Mustang Nation. This is Veritas Nation. What? What's up, Veritas Nation? <laughs> All right, so Matt and Garrett are two of our elders, uh, super faithful at our church, and I'll let you get to know them in a second. But we are in the second part of a series today called Thoughts on Genesis and Our Culture, How the World Began and Where It Is Today. So we are in started a sermon series in the book of Genesis. Genesis, especially the beginning of Genesis, opens up a lot of hot topic issues, but in a 35-minute sermon, we can't get to all the stuff that we would like to talk about. So we're trying this podcast to add, hopefully, more clarity to some of those things, talk in depth about some more of those topics. So uh, today, we are going to talk about the topic of work, all right? So we'll get there in a second, but before we do that, uh, Tady, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about your family and how long you've been at Veritas. Awesome. I'm married to Jessica Tady, and we got married back in uh, 2004. Uh, we've been coming to Veritas um, since approximately, well, 10 years ago. I think we were one of, Garrett left, um, we, were, we were at another church in town, and Garrett says, I'm going to help this new plant. And I said, where's he going? And um, about a year later, um, when they moved up from Iowa City, we joined them, I think it was probably 10 years ago, in, in the Chrome Horse. So uh, that's how long we've been coming. We have three boys. Jessica and I have three boys, uh, Maddox, Jace, and Brooks, and they're in eighth grade, sixth grade, and fourth grade. So um, they're a handful, but uh, super fun to have around, and um, we love we love doing things outside, love doing things as a family, and uh, that's a little bit about us, I guess. There you go. All right, Garrett. Yep, married to Carly, and uh, I'm not going to spend the rest of our podcast going through the names and ages of all my children, but we have... Why not, Gary? <laughs> I thought uh, your middle name was Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Father Hufford. Um, so uh, we have 10 kids, one on the way, uh, due in January. Um, yeah, we've been coming to Veritas ever since uh, being in Iowa City. Uh, so yeah, joined down there and then planted up here in Cedar Rapids and then awesome to see God's faithfulness ever since. So, How many children do you have, Garrett? We have 10 children. 10 children. And one on one, the way. One on the way. Holy smokes. So, Matt forgot go. to listen when you just said that. Yeah. Sorry, kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was laughing at something. I was looking away. <laughs> All right. So uh, lots of kids in this circle right here, uh, but mostly Garrett's. Um, so before we jump into maybe a, a more, I guess, heavier topic, potentially. Um, what is something we like, we like to do this here around here. What is something that you've either been loving or learning lately in your life? So just so that our people can get to know you guys more, is there a book you've been reading, a show you've been watching, something you've been doing to your family? What's something you've been loving or learning? That's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to go a little more serious on this one. Usually I'm a lighthearted one, but, um, I think I'm really wrestling, um, with, uh, Understanding the purpose in life is to glorify God, um, but maybe feeling a little bit convicted sometimes working in the world and not being able to do as much ministry, I guess, as far as like what maybe sometimes people are paid to do or like what like working in a church, for example. I think I've been feeling that tension. What does that look like? And am I spending 
you know, just what am I spending my time on? What am I spending uh, my efforts doing? What's my money uh, being put towards? So that's something that's just been really kind of convicting to me lately about what that, what that looks like. Is it for me and my glory and for the raising up of so I can have more in this life, uh, do more in this life, whatever, or is it um, really just a, is it for God's glory? You know, it's something that it's okay to have. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to go to Adventureland. You know, I mean, that sort of thing. Or is that, should I feel guilty about that to some degree? So I've, I've been wrestling with that a little bit, along with, obviously, um, like the work, the work, the work itself, especially like, it, it, should I be in full time ministry or that sort of thing? Mm-hmm. I think for me, uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast with a friend here in a couple months, and just as I've been preparing for that podcast, extraordinaire, Garrett Huff, apparently, gosh. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> uh, but, uh, we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts. And so it's been something I've been, uh, just reading a lot of books about, um, reading the Bible about, and just trying to kind of dig into that. And it's been really sweet to just, um, some of the things that like that Paul says that have been, uh, just helpful to kind of convict me in my own like standoffishness over certain things and, um, kind of my snap judgments at different things that are like in the Bible. Um, and so even having to be challenged in my own, uh, kind of walls that I put up in certain areas of where I'm, you know, comfortable. (laughs) So that's been good. That's great. I've been loving college football starting back. I mean, I'm less godly than you guys, (laughs) obviously, but I've been loving that starting back. Clemson Tigers got a win last night, even though you're going to hear this few weeks from now hopefully mm-hmm. there'll be a few more wins before you hear this but yep. anyway that's what i've been loving lately all right so let's jump into the topic of work so i guess before we get going there uh when we talk about our mission as a church we say we want to raise up mature disciples send out everyday missionaries and glorify god and our hope in this podcast specifically is to help you as you go out as an everyday missionary at your job at your occupation um, we want to equip you to be a better everyday missionary in your work. So um, when we talk about, some of you are going, why are you talking about work in this Genesis series? Like, what would you guys say? Why are we, why are we bringing up this whole topic of work now? Well, I think we're about to get there. So um, like Genesis 126, when it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock, over all the earth and every creeping thing. Um, and so there's like, you're, we're given a command to uh, have dominion, and like, and Adam is given a job in the garden to name the animals, care for the garden, those things. So work was there before sin. So it's like, how, how does sin affect our work? And then how do we redeem? Yeah. How is that redeemed? If, if, if work is there before sin, it's got to be good, right? I mean, so like, uh, you know, 2.15, Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's straight up there, and it's, it's a good thing, you know? Um, we oftentimes look at a 9 to 5 and a Monday through Friday and living for the weekends, and 
Um, oftentimes encourage kids at school, you know, especially in that environment, like don't live for the weekends. Every day counts, make it count, you know, that sort of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a gift to us every day. And, and I think we see that in scripture right away in the very start in the first two chapters. Which mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people is probably eye opening, maybe, you know, yeah. uh, you're like, oh, work, I got to go to work. And like, oh, God created work before sin. Like work wasn't part of like after sin, you know, I mean, it is part of like mm-hmm. the world after sin, but like God created it as a good thing. So, um, Before we go further into this topic, let me just tell you as listeners, um, I would love to hear from these guys, like, just what do you guys, what is your job? You're both not in, Mm -hmm. like, full-time vocational ministry, um, but you're in full-time ministry doing missionary work in your job. So just give, so our people know, like, oh, not, yes, you're elders, but you're not, like, pastors on staff. So what do you do on a typical Monday through Friday? Yeah, I'm an activities director and I'm an assistant principal at Mount Vernon High School. So education um, is what I do throughout the day and and much of our lives. I think my wife and I approach this work as um, our mission field. Um, Not that I can walk into a school and um, just start dropping J-bombs everywhere. It's like, how can I serve the people of Mount Vernon in this capacity? And what's that look like? Mm So, yeah, I'm an activities director, assistant principal. I'm at the school a lot. Um, As soon as I leave here, I'm going back to a volleyball game um, at school all day. Um, So lots of times uh, we can probably get into this a little bit more later, uh, especially. But um, as an assistant principal, I am also a little bit more of a disciplinarian in, in the role that I take, which is a um, you can look at that as a major burden or you can look at it as a great opportunity. And I think through the right lens uh, and worldview, uh, that becomes a tremendous opportunity in which I've made a lot of great relationships. Yeah, so uh, education is mm-hmm. me. Yeah, so I, uh, I sell everything dental. So it's kind of hard to, I didn't even know my job was like a job, <laughs> honestly, like before, uh, before I got into it. And, uh, but basically anything from masks and gloves and all that to, uh, cabinetry and lights and chairs and it and everything in a dental office that you would see. So, um, I, it's been kind of a really cool thing. I was actually reflecting on this as we we're doing this podcast. Um, Today, I've been with my company like 10 years now, so that's like my work anniversary or whatever, and just thinking through the all of the people that I've gotten to um, really like speak into uh, and live life with and encourage, and um, it hasn't always been like roses and rainbows and, and stuff, but um, you know, to look back on the last 10 years and be like, man, I've, I've gotten to go to clients uh, you know, family members' funerals and um, uh, be a part of their weddings and uh, meet them at the hospital when they had babies, mm. you know. And it's like that's um, my desire when, like, I took this job was I, I want to have uh, be in a spot where I can have long-lasting, meaningful relationships with the people that I, that I work with and that I serve. And uh, it's been just a huge blessing to be able to do that in my job. So. Yeah, that's awesome, guys. Because I, I think probably a lot of people listening to this, they hear me talking like, well, I can't relate to your job as a pastor. Like, you don't understand my job. And I, I don't, like, understand all the aspects of, of your job as a plumber or your job as a whatever it may be. So, like, want you guys that are listening to this to know, like, oh, we got an educator here that's an activities director. I don't know what all activities you direct there, Matt. Matt, but we're a lot of them, right? (laughs) And then like somebody selling dental supplies, right? So like people that are 
engaged in our world that aren't just sitting in a church office dealing with church people all the time, right? So I would take some good recommendations for like a new floss lately. I've been looking for some. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My kids just think I sell toothbrushes. That's like all they think Wait, I do. So that's what we thought you did. <laughs> all right. So uh, we touched on this a little bit, but why do we work? Like we generally, uh, we just talked about that being work was part of creation, you know, before the fall, but why do we go to work? Why do we not even just go to a job, but why do we work in general? Yeah, I think, I think like communities coming together and, um, providing mutual beneficial services for, for a group, you know, a community. I mean, you see an ax, you know, like, and everyone did what was, was good for the benefit of the people around them. You know, they were giving and, and no one was without need. You know, I think originally, that can be that can be part of it, right? I mean, so we're providing services for people to better our society, to better um, to better um, our communities around us, provide those services, and, and make the place where you live in a better place. I think you know, biblically, we see that in the New Testament, the taking care of each other, you know, was more was more the um, what was happening in Acts, and no one was without need. But I think maybe it kind of stems from that originally too, of us uh, working and taking care of each other in that way. Um, but you know, again, commanded, like we talked about in Genesis as well, not necessarily always like working the ground or in the context of what Adam was working, but um, in different ways, obviously, as societies progress. But Yeah, I think uh, a lot of that, there's like provision for living, right? Um, I think there's generosity to the church uh, and to like funding the mission of God uh, in, in through our church, um, and also generosity to other people. Uh, I think we work in order to serve others. So we serve the Lord, we serve our neighbor. And a lot of the way that we do that is through like our, through either what we can provide uh, through our job or through money that we make in our job as well. Yeah. And when I think of uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, like God creating mankind uh, and he creates them in his image to reflect him Mm -hmm. in the world. And so work's part of that. Like how you work is going to put God on display, Mm -hmm. like how you serve, how you're Uh, generous and how you lay down your life for others, all that kind of stuff. So the reason we work ultimately is to see God glorified in the Mm -hmm. world in all those ways that you guys just described. So um, what are some mistakes? Maybe we would even say like more than just a mistake, maybe like sinful decisions that Christians might make when it comes to their work. I think for me, I went through the packet from Tim Keller called identifying and dismantling idols. And what I would originally have told you was an idol before I went through that packet was not, those are all superficial band-aid that ways that idols manifest themselves. Like give right? me an example of one of those. Uh, so I would have went in thinking at some time that maybe hunting might've been an idol, not even close to being an idol. Um, why do I hunt? You know? And so then I went through some of those things like, Oh, it's because of this, this, this. And I kind of came down to, and I know this sounds like a weird stretch, but in a way, um, like through being a, an athlete, a lot of what I had done before was sometimes just like significance, the idol of significance. And so that will manifest itself in many ways. So if the antlers are big enough, or if Matt Tady hits a farther enough home run, or can throw the ball hard enough, or can whatever, those are all idols of significance, or can sing a certain way, you know? So I have to be really, really careful in anything that I do that my my working or what I'm doing is always for the glory of the Lord. It's never for the significance of man because we learn some valuable things from people in the Bible about what happens when the significance of man takes over. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something, that's a mistake that I have to be really careful of. Like, yeah, we just beat Seoul the other night. We're ranked 
X high now, you know, or whatever, fill in the blank. Like that's a, that's a place of like, is that man or is it like, I need to be really careful of what that looks like as far as significance and how that makes us look. Am I mad that we lost in fifth grade because of how it makes me look? You know, because that's a significance thing, you know. So, again, coaching is part of what I do in the community, you know, with youth and stuff like that to build into our programs that I'm actually leading at the high school. So um, that's just something I, I think going through that packet, if you get a chance, I think it can be found online, but identifying and dismantling idols from Tim Keller uh, was a really key for me to make sure that I'm really careful because um, – those are, those are things that can creep into my life and my work really, really easily, and I just have to be really careful there. Yeah, and I think going off of the, like, idol conversation, I think um, we try to find our security or our purpose or provision or community or our identity in the things that we feel most successful at. Um, and I think a lot in a lot of ways, um, you know, there's, there's a level of feeling that sense of... Um, we, we want to find those things in that when it's really intended to come back to Christ. Um, and we take a good thing, right? That's what an idol is. We take a good thing that God created and we twist it to our own devices, right? And so we take a good thing and we say, Lord, you're actually the provider, right? Like you provided the job. And instead I put myself in that spot of, no, I'm the provider. Hmm. No, I'm the one who's providing security for my family. And then when those things maybe go away, then we're like, we're disheartened and we're destroyed and like downcast because, uh, because that thing's gone and now we feel worthless, right? As opposed to seeing our worth and our identity in Christ, we see our worth and our identity in our work, mm. um, which I think is, that's really at like a heart, at a heart level. Um, we're looking for our independence apart from Christ. Um, and it just leaves us, uh, in, a worse hole than we found ourselves. <laughs> and I think that's what this this whole conversation is going to end up centering around is your heart in the way that you go to work, yeah. right? And the way that you approach work. Because you could, you could see work as an idol, right? Like idolatry. I'm going to worship my work and find the significance and acceptance and security in that, provision in that. Or you could fall on the opposite end and literally be idle. Like you could be a lazy worker and not work as unto the Lord, but just like, I'm going to just get by and I'm going to be lazy in everything I'm going to do. I'm kind of, I may even like compartmentalize. That might be another mm -hmm. sinful way. Like, oh, well, work's over here, but like serving the Lord is on a different spectrum. Like I don't, I do my job and then I like serve the Lord versus seeing those operate together. Mm -hmm. So um, when, when you're thinking through this, we talk about the gospel, obviously, a lot about around Veritas, and we're going to keep talking about it. And I've told people, if we stop talking about the gospel, you should start looking for another church, because we are all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about the gospel, how does the gospel change your work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think having a gospel-oriented uh, like view of my work actually like helps me have freedom in my work, right? So I can work hard because God's called me to do that. I can be generous to my coworkers because he's first been generous to me. Um, you know, like, and uh, he ultimately is my provider, right? My community is ultimately his body. Um, and like, I'm looking for those things uh, in other places. Uh, and it kind of, again, goes back to that idolatry conversation. Um, but the gospel speaks to that and says, no. Like this is, this is the Lord's and we, we've even been talking about it in Genesis we've been going through it. Like we want to make creation about us. A lot of times we want to make our work about us and really our work is about God, about his mission, about his kingdom first and foremost. 
Yeah. Um, I think of, you, you kind of said it earlier <clears throat> is what I was going to go to was simply, um, out of the, out of the kindness he's shown me out of the forgiveness that he's shown me out of the love that he's shown for me out of the sacrifice that he's shown for me i'm i'm supposed to do those things for others right and so um the gospel shows up on my work by me being you know sacrificial like somebody calls i mean it, it may sound really stupid but like 8 a.m on a saturday morning when i don't want to answer that phone call sometimes it's like i answer it and i go and i unlock the door. Somebody needs to be unlocked or get in somewhere where mm. I need to be. Now that sounds like a, a big jump from dying on the cross to doing that, but like that same sacrificial attitude in serving others, uh, finds itself there. And, and in, you know, frankly, when people don't make great decisions, even for, you know, just forgiveness in general, mm. grace and forgiveness. Like yeah. I, I, I tell that to our parents and our coaches, like if, if you, if we operate with a little bit of grace and forgiveness, man, we can, we can go a long ways together, you know? So, um, understanding those types of things. Well, and that there's authenticity in the way that we approach our work and that the gospel is impacting how we, uh, respond to people in our jobs. And, uh, I like that, uh, that our, the people at our work and when, then when we go home that there isn't a disconnect on, oh man, Garrett's like this at work Mm -hmm. and Garrett's like this at home. Um, and either way for people's approval or whatever, and that um, that we should be reflecting Christ in in all of those. Yeah, even even last night, right? There was a, there was a little bit of a scheduling uh, mistake in what what happened, and and we weren't at work yesterday. So my excuse is is we weren't at work. I wasn't at my normal thing. I didn't I wasn't able to send out an agenda. But ultimately, that's on me to remember that, right? So I walk over to the fans who showed up early from the opposing team, and I walked over to them and I said, "Hey, I am really sorry. Um, it's not your AD's fault. This is totally my fault." Uh, and I need your forgiveness, and I'm sorry about that. Um, and so they were able to see that and offer that, and and respond in a way that like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna say to that? You know, like, yeah, you idiot. You know, it was your fault. You know, I mean, like that's not. And not that Depends I was looking on if it's the rival school. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, so. it was. But I mean, uh, no, it was great. I mean, just like those opportunities are great ways to lead out in the way that you know. Christ told us to. Totally. I mean, just to lead out in humility and at work. Like you're not going into work in this arrogant mode of like, I'm the boss. I'm going to do this today because it's all about me. Because if we're going in for God's glory, like, oh, this is all about you. So I I know my humility puts you on display. I know the way that I generously serve others puts you on display. So there's just there's lots of opportunities putting the gospel on display just by the way that we act, the way that we talk, the way that we confess and acknowledge that man we made a mistake we were we weren't trying to do that but we did it or we didn't hit a deadline that we should have said like like now you keep missing deadlines like your boss is probably going to come to you and be like hey you can't do this right like and you're like man i'm not working as under the lord as hard as i could potentially so um yeah the gospel really really affects should affect your work as you're listening to this yeah i think it also has implications on like on what jobs we choose mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, uh, and I, I think that there is a place for, um, even like not taking a promotion for the sake of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if it takes you away from your ability to be engaged with your local church, mm-hmm. if it, it takes you away from your ability to lead your family, um, and lead your children well, uh, and, uh, but I think in, from a cultural standpoint that goes counterintuitive, right? It's like you're offered a promotion, like you take it, right? Like you keep moving up the corporate ladder because the ultimate like prize, right? Like we, in our last sermon series, we talked about God, the prize, right? Like my, like my job is not the prize, right? 
it is something, it's a gift, but it's not the price, right? And I think being able to look at our job and say, what job am I choosing? And what are the really asking myself real questions about, about the implications of those decisions? Um, and I think uh, whether it's moving away and then saying, I mean, we'll just, we'll just find a church. It'll be fine. And not considering that like my spiritual health really is uh, and the spiritual health of my family really is like, uh, should be a primary consideration. And we've, <clears throat> excuse me, we've kind of hit on this uh, in some different areas, but when, when the gospel impacts your life uh, and impacts your work, how can how can a Christian's work be part of like living out the Great Commission? So as a dental supply salesman, as a um, administrator in a school, like how do you live out the Great Commission when, especially when you can't necessarily just talk about Jesus explicitly in in everyday life? We hold regular baptisms <laughs> <laughs> in the name of the Father, Son, and, yes. <laughs> and we teach them to obey the King. Uh, yeah. That's a really that's a really good question, right? I mean, like, so um, should I walk into that and say Jesus is worth being fired for? And like, yeah, absolutely. But should I be foolish in what I'm doing, knowing that He's called me into um, education? Um, no, I shouldn't be foolish about those. When those opportunities come up, and with uh, even like par- par- uh, parental conversations, those things can come up a lot more naturally than what you would think. You know, FCA is is found as you know is in the school, student led, student driven. So stopping by there as well and helping to encourage kids. One of the, the best notes I was written after graduation was just somebody coming in or somebody wrote us a thank you note and it, it talked about how um, stopping in at FCA and helping them to understand you know scripture more accurately and helping them grow in their faith and during those times was really important to them and that was that was a that was a huge huge deal right um, so great commission you know making disciples of all nations right so um, I've had plenty of conversations with people um, in in my office and what that looks like um, you know can be involved with like parents for example some parents are like they'll bring up faith-based stuff things at home and then I'm sometimes will ask a question about like is that something that you're okay if if they have a question they can come and talk to me or something like that and they're like absolutely and, and next thing you know we're having a conversation about some of those things in there um, but that's it's a little more tricky for me just because being in a school it's not something that I oftentimes will initiate or drop you know Jesus on them or anything like that um, mine's mine's more in the context of showing them love and forgiveness and and um, and when people have conversations and questions entering into those and not being afraid of those and and what those things look like and then taking advantage of things like the FCA and going and being a part of and sitting alongside kids and and knowing that I can be in there and be a part of those things as well is really um, really important for me. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a temptation in our in our jobs to um, really like leave our conversations only at work conversations. Um, and I think to Matt's point, like you would be surprised at how often those conversations can come up if you're willing to have real conversations with people and ask real questions about like their motives and their like how they're feeling about certain things and how they grew up and the phrase, how does that impact how does that impact their current like how does that impact their current life and yeah the the phrase like tell me more about that you know what that can do to a conversation tell me tell me more about that what do you what do you mean by that and then just allowing them to to talk and spew mm-hmm. and then which leads to greater conversations as well yeah I yeah. love that guys because I mean those are super practical I mean you're giving our church like practical questions like follow up questions like I. If you can genuinely show care by, man, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question because I, I listened to you and heard that mm-hmm. it sounds like you're fearful or it sounds like you're hurting or you're sad or mm-hmm. like, and then you begin to press in further into that. Mm-hmm. And I think in the context of 
if you're praying for opportunities to talk about Jesus, God's probably going to give you those. And you're going to recognize, oh, I actually have more opportunities at my job Mm -hmm. to speak of Jesus because other people are going to bring it up. And I don't even have to bring it up because they're going to bring it up. And if I'm available and I'm ready to talk about it. Right. I think, I think that happens too, like with just a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a intentionality of everything you do. Like Garrett said, being consistent at work and at home and um, everything that you do. So you're not the, not a different person, but just like the intentionality of living the life on mission and through service of people and loving people intentionally and loving them like crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. So what that will do to someone now, I I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because we talk about connection group. Like, I don't know when the last person, you know, I've shoveled their driveway outside and they just said randomly because I shoveled their driveway. You must be a Jesus follower, you know, and all of a sudden we start talking about Jesus. Like at the same time, though, a life intentionally over the course of time, people do notice something that's a little bit different when people are acting out of character, right? And so um, what that looks like then is people... Um, here's a here's a really good example. Me living that out, caring for kids over and over. Somebody who believes something completely different in my life. One of our one of our educators. Somebody had said something to them about like me or someone in general, just because that's what they say about administrators sometimes, right? And and the person who believes something completely different than me and um, would be completely on the opposite side of a, almost every issue in life, um, not even a believer, and would say um, said, "Do you know Matt?" Do you know him well? Because I know him to care for kids greatly. I know him for to serve us well and to love us well. And um, I think you should have a conversation with him and learn more about him. And it was like, that was probably one of the best things that somebody's ever said about me. And which can't be true of every single situation, but like in that moment, just the 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 value in living it out every single day, you know, and then having somebody notice that and then defend you with somebody who doesn't even believe the same things as you because that you've lived that out. And that's and that was true also in baseball. I remember one time I struck out like five times in a row or something. I was playing professional baseball and and I went back in the hall and I dropped a bomb that I shouldn't have dropped. And a J bomb. Different letter. Not really. Yes. Yeah. So I just remember that and I had a moment of weakness, right? And and I came out and a guy was sitting there and a guy was a former like another catcher and I said, Hey, I'm I'm really sorry. Really sorry about that. I had a weak moment. He goes, Tady, he goes, I've watched you all season long. He goes, I know who you are. I know what you stand for. One moment is not going to define who you are Mm -hmm. to me. You know, and it was like, okay, like I'm starting to understand like this, a life of purpose, a life on mission is something that is valued and people see that and they, 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 they will defend you, you know, when, when they, when it comes time for it. And hopefully that's standing on the rock and standing on the right things and not just like morality. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, so guys, part of the reason we wanted to have you on here is because you not only like you work hard at your jobs, you are committed to our church, you both lead connection groups, you both help lead worship, you're both elders, um, you also have 13 going on 14 kids between the two of you, right? There's There's a lot going on in your life. How do you like... How do you manage your relationship with your job, with your family, and church life all at the same time? Not great at it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that, like over the last few years, um, just in like Carly and my conversations, um, I'm I am naturally like a people pleaser, um, and not in like 
not in like the best way <laughs> possible. Um, I would say yes to, I would say yes to everything because I just wanted everyone to like be happy with me. Right. Which, uh, goes back to some sinful motives in that as well. But, um, we, I think really struck by a quote from Elizabeth Elliot and said, if you're too busy for the work of the Lord, then you're too busy. Hmm. And, um, just looking through our, like our schedule and, um, and, the, and like really like things outside of church and our family that, um, that I was saying yes to, uh, uh, was putting us in a position of just being exhausted with no margin in our life. Um, and so we just, we made a commitment to say, Hey, we're, we're going to ease up our schedule to allow for us to, to be more engaged in what like God's called us to and able, able to be more flexible, um, for, uh, for, for things that come up, uh, cause it felt like we were having to say no to a lot of, uh, like, like missional things because of commitments on just like on other things that we were making. So I think, uh, that f- from a family standpoint and then from a work standpoint, um, being willing to, uh, to not, uh, I guess, step into certain roles or, uh, things that are going to detract you a from doing your job well, um, or if they're just for a personal advancement and a desire for like uh, higher ups to like you more. <laughs> so I think that it kind of goes back to um, uh, that like not for uh, uh, Colossians three says obey in everything those who are your earthly masters not by way of eye service as people pleasers but with sincerity of heart fearing the Lord. And understanding first and foremost, like I, I work to the Lord's glory and not to, not to man's. Uh, I'm gonna work really hard and do my job, but um, ultimately, like my family and my church went out on those things before, even my work in some ways. Mm. So that's all. That's all really good. Um, I think for me, it's like even setting some balance a little bit expectations on the front side with coaches and, and just letting them know I'm always available, but you need to text or call if it's something that's really urgent that I'm trying to leave more emails to the mornings and during the workday. So I try to manage a little bit. I'm not separating, separate, separating those or compartmentalizing them, but, um, in the sense that like trying to make sure that I'm giving time for kids at home, I've tried to be really front on the, um, on the, on the force, on the forefront of things with my kids hitting middle school athletics, especially like, Hey, I'm going to be, I, I want to attend my kids things. And if it means that I can't attend them, like I'm going to have to either find somebody different or I might have to look for something different so I can go to my kids things. Um, and that doesn't mean I have to hit every single one of them, but I want to be able to make sure that I'm supporting them as well. Um, but I think, I think for me, it's gotta be a family decision for us to embrace the community of, for, for example, Mount Vernon in our, in our, in our sense. So, um, that includes, Hey, when dad goes up to a volleyball game, my kids are going to go with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And my family's going to go with me and we're going to, we're going to be a family unit there and we're going to talk with people there and we're going to engage there. So, um, you like ministry doesn't happen at home when we're just happen to be at home by ourselves as a family. Right. I mean, so we can do that at, at school in a gym and like loving on people there at the school. So we just try to be really intentional. The one area that I think I would struggle at is, is that given that I'm at late events, I'm not always a morning person unless I'm getting up early to hunt. Um, so, <clears throat> which I'm really excited about that. Um, or like Friday mornings, oftentimes I'll, I'll use that as intentional time to get together with guys in our connection group and we'll have breakfast together or, whole, you know, accountability type groups or, uh, discipleship groups. Well, 
I'm not always intentional with making sure like, well, my kids are up, let's read together and use that time to read because I'm oftentimes at events. And so I, we really miss that. And, and God's word sustains us. It's the lifeblood of everything we do. We take directive from it. It's able to speak into anything into our lives. It pierces our hearts. Um, it, it directs us in everything. That's how we know what God tells us what to do. So we have to be living in that and um, falling behind in that really, it's, I don't know, it just really, it really gets to me when I don't get up with my family and do that or like set that as a priority and, and oftentimes just taking the open nights when we have. And by default, that's when we read as a family together through the, through the Veritas reading plan there through the new Testament. So those are some, those are some challenges for me, but, um, that's, that's kind of the managing those relationships a little bit. And, and frankly, I just try to coach our kids. So when uh, to get family time, like we'll, I'll coach them and we'll, and I'll spend time with their friends. And next thing you know, their friends are over at our house and, and, you know, we're having tons and tons of fun. So it just looks a little bit different for us. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, that's great. Yeah. Guys. Oh, go ahead. Gary. No, I was gonna say the one other thing on that, um, I'd say we prioritize what we value. So, um, does like for, for me, uh, I would rather come like very occasionally will I have to like come home from a work trip on a Sunday uh, like fly home on a Sunday. If I can avoid that at all costs, I will just because like, I want my kids to see that I prioritize like being part of our church on Sundays over like being like it being like a comfortable thing for me to come home on, you know, Sunday morning and ease into it. than like leave really late on Saturday night and come home. Um, and I think that that plays into a, a lot of things, um, with, uh, with work and our families. Sure. Hey, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I don't mean to take over the hosting and ask questions, but like, even <laughs> like Gary, I mean, like we, we, we lead worship and teaching a few classes and stuff like that. I mean, and somebody once told me, um, like, don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry as well, like at different times. And so like, there's different times I've had to say no to different things, um, just to make sure that we're okay as a family and getting in them there. Cause like one of our only options was based by family choice was this Sunday, for example, um, that we might've had to watch online versus going to church. So I, you know, I had to email in through a schedule change and say, Hey, Randall can't be in a, in a small group at a table. Um, I need to make sure I'm home with the family. We had a scheduling mix up. And so I had to say no to something that was sitting at a table so that it meant my family was able to attend and, and we were able to make sure I hit our scheduled things, but also just attend in person. Cause we value that and appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And, really think that's vital to worship and community on mm -hmm. Sundays. And I just, we didn't want to miss that. So it mm -hmm. made me think of that when Garrett said that and um, had to say no to something even ministry related to make sure that my family yeah. was being discipled too as well. So totally. And, and I hope church, as you're listening to this, you recognize the tension that we feel like mm -hmm. that these guys feel that we don't always get it right. We rest on the grace of God but we're trying to seek the glory of God in everything and, and not letting work, triumph over everything let's include our families as much as we can in the things but we're going to have to say no sometimes we say yes too much and we got to back off right there so there's a lot going on there there's a lot that we've talked about in this podcast guys if you had uh, one thing that you wanted our church to know coming out of this podcast whether it's something you've said you want to double down on it or something new that you you haven't said yet what would you want to say to our church i would say for me like our work does have eternal value Right. Like it's it's an it reflects the image of a holy God because he is a working God. He is at work and we don't we're not Gnosticists. Right. Like we don't believe that God's like just created and then walked away. Right. Like he is at work actively in the hearts and lives of people. 
Um, so he is a working God. We reflect that in the way that we, the way that we work and the way that we live. And, um, like, and just thinking through like questions on, of like our own hearts, uh, how do we assess where am I at? Like, am I prioritizing my work over, over God's word? Am I prioritizing my, uh, like my desire for career success over what I've been called to as a husband? Do I, you know, I think asking myself those questions, and I think sometimes we just like wrote, just go to work. We come back. We don't think about it right from a spiritual and eternal like perspective, but really seeing it as like, Hey, that's a lot of my life. And I need to consider it in light of God's word and in light of what God's called me to as a Christian. I'm going to jump on board a little bit of what he talked about purpose, right? So we find purpose. Uh, our purpose doesn't change based upon our work. I even oftentimes hear about like people praying about like, it's a great, always great to pray. It's always great to pray about jobs and what to do. But like, I would challenge you to say like work, it doesn't matter what you do lots of times. Like as long as you're doing it for the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So I could, it, it, if I'm not honoring God in my current work, how am I going to honor God, you know, moving forward? It's a mindset and what that looks like, right? So like I oftentimes look at like, are there better jobs out there? Maybe. All right. Are there higher paying jobs? Yeah, that's not why I'm doing it, you know? Um, and so I look at that and say like, if your purpose is there to glorify God in everything you do and work as you would for the Lord, no matter what, and not for man, um, you're going to find yourself in an environment where you're probably a little lot more joyful. Um, you find obviously your purpose in glorifying God and you're going to find a lot more fruit in the, in the areas of work in general, um, in your life. And, and that would be my encouragement. If you're not looking at work, um, as far as like what it's for and the glorification of God, I would start right there and start praying that God would change your heart towards that. And I think that's what I would, that's what I would hear because you're going to find purpose and you're going to find um, a lot more value in what you do. That's great. All right. So real quick, if, do you guys have any other additional resources that our like church could go to books, podcasts, websites? If you don't, that's fine. But anything else that our people could check out since this is a shorter mm -hmm. podcast? Yes. Uh, I don't think it's any secret that I love books. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to abstain from this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I've got a, a couple that would be good for people to check out. Genesis so. 1, Genesis 2. <laughs> um <laughs> Colossians, wow. the Bible. There you go. Garrett, uh, Garrett's about to give. Go us ahead, a Garrett. Library. Follow that up. Follow that up, Garrett. <laughs> follow that up. Uh, Every good endeavor by Tim Keller is a great one. Um, the heavenly good of earthly work uh, by uh, Daryl Cosden is really good. It talks about like the eternal uh, value of daily work that we do. Um, and then Robert Banks, God the Worker, is another one. I, he kind of goes through the different metaphors because God actually uh, gives us um, some kind of ways to think of him uh, in, in the gospels of uh, the metal worker, potter, garment maker, dresser, gardener, uh, farmer, shepherd, builder. Like he uses like work metaphors um, to like help us get a view of his character. Um, and so I think that is helpful in seeing myself in, uh, in my work. Cool. Guys, thanks so much for doing this today. Really appreciate you. Appreciate you not just doing a podcast, but the way that you lead and shepherd our church um, is among all the other things that you guys have going on um, is really special that I, you would lead and serve our church the way you do. I always feel I'm just here to give people hope when they see sometimes me as a failure, they feel like they have hope in their life. So which is great. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, as shepherds Thanks, of our man. church, really, really quickly here, as shepherds of our church, is there anybody that you would just, you got a chance to give a shout out to somebody, uh, anybody that you would love to give a shout out to uh, in our church? Mm-hmm. Maybe you weren't prepped for this. I don't know. I wasn't prepped for it, but um, um, man, I, the Wisners, uh, you know, um, Kyle and Stephanie Wisner and our group and their family, man, they just host, they host gathering after gathering at their house. Their kids are reaching out doing like middle school, high school gatherings at their house. They bring in a speaker. They do tons of fun games. They're always inviting people over, opening up their home, uh, bringing meals over, sending notes that caring thank yous. They are super encouraging, super fun people to be around, and they are living on mission uh, for the gospel. And it encourages our group and everybody else around them to be living on mission. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, even as we were talking through this, uh, this podcast, I just thinking of, uh, Jimmy Hunter, uh, good buddy in our connection group and just to see him, um, even on like a police force to like just speaking the gospel into people's lives and into his friendships and, uh, standing for the truth. And, um, and I'm just like, it's so awesome to see, uh, like how God's worked in him over the last couple of years. And, uh, just uh, so encouraged by him and his faithfulness and his work. That's so. awesome. Well, guys, Veritas, we are super thankful that you, hopefully you tuned in to this whole episode here. Uh, we're really grateful for you, and we want to continue to equip you to become more mature disciples. We want you to live as everyday missionaries at your work, in your home, all over the place, and ultimately we want to see you glorify God. So we pray that you continue to do that, and until next time, keep doing it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.